0: Hot air welcome 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 everybody welcome to conscious hypocrite
1: yep i'm carly i'm will dude the last episode was not good
0: no it wasn't
1: no it really wasn't some parts were pretty funny like but it was like what even like i was listening back to it and i was like what are we even talking about we were like literally being like uh this one thing that i heard was like this and then I heard this other thing that was like this. It was like we were totally just pulling shit out of our asses. Like, we could have called that whole episode the secondhand news episode.
0: You you rush the product, you know, and that's what you get.
1: Uh, listen, I feel like having consistent podcasts with with a few being maybe shitty and a few being pretty good is better than, like, having one that's good over the course of, like, a month or so. I think consistency is more important no quality is important, but I think consistency. I think
0: quality is important.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is that we also need to just practice doing this often at the same time, just to get us more in the rhythm of things. You we're know? still practicing. I know. Still, we were having this conversation in the car, and you said something that I thought was good. Um, do you remember what you said?
0: Still, it's still like a baby, and we don't even know what this is going to develop into.
1: Right. Like, I, you know, I listen to podcasts that are on, like, their 170th episode. You know, this is, like, episode 23. Or right. Oh, is this the, uh... is our Jordan episode. This is our Jordan episode. Um. <laughs> um... But, yeah, you know, you listen back to, like, your old... Well, I mean, I'm a huge nerd. So, if I, like, go and re-listen back to podcasts, like, the whole segments are completely different in the beginning than they were later. Because everyone's trying to, like, figure out their shit, you right. know? Um yeah so I think, yeah who knows this could turn into we could turn into having whole different angles on things,
0: yeah, we haven't even figured out actual segments
1: I mean we do kind of have i have an animal We an, don't I,
0: have like cornerstones
1: I have two things that could be segments right now, but they're not big enough to really fill up space, like I have an animal thing, and I have a conscious hypocrite thing, but they're both very small, yes, um
0: and sports health is helter is skelter out. I haven't even got a chance to look at any sports, really, this week. Yeah. All I can tell you is on on sports is Deontay Wilder knocked somebody plum out last night.
1: Well, and Antonio Brown uh, uh, apologized to Robert Kraft after him (laughs) saying all that burn shit all about the NFL. And it's like, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the one to say how I feel that sounded. But... Starts with a C and ends with an N. That's all I can tell you is what that seemed like to me. Am I wrong for that? How are we going to have real change? Occasion? (laughs) Yes. How are we going to have any (laughs) any systematic change with these fucking these these racist or white organizations if it's like you speak your mind and then all of a sudden you're like oh i'm sorry i'm apologize to you for like you know i don't know whatever because
0: he couldn't get a fucking job probably he said he
1: didn't want one he said he was going back to school
0: come on man quit What's it saying? with the bullshit
1: i just wish people would be more, i just wish you would have put more of his not not just apologize to robert croft that easily
0: He's apologizing to himself.
1: No, he apologized to Robert Kraft. He
0: apologized to Kraft, but he's apologizing to himself. He fucked up. Robert Kraft can do shit. He don't need to apologize to Robert Kraft. He needs to apologize to Antonio
1: Brown. There you go. There you go. Um. Fuck out of here. So I just read. This can be our like super brief animal corner. The last Sumatran rhino in Malaysia died, so they're extinct in Malaysia now. I think there's only 80 left in the world. I don't know where they are. I think there might be some in captivity, but the last Sumatran rhino died in Malaysia. Damn. R.I.P. Animals are out here dying every day, B. Yeah, man. Um, and then my short conscious hypocrite thing is there's this little girl in my class who's like light skinned, short, mousy brown hair, looks like a sweet little girl next door. And she, I just let her rock for like the last two weeks. I look and she hasn't been doing nothing. Giving me attitude, all types of stuff when I ask her what's going on. And I just going off her looks and the way she was, she was.
0: I just going off her
1: looks like totally thought, oh yeah, she's doing her work. She's She she seems like she's got it handled. Just based off of, and I could have been on her ass this whole time. But just by thinking she was this sweet little girl.
0: Fucking up, teach. Out here winning spirit awards. Fucking up
1: listen where's this
0: where's the spirit listen yeah
1: yeah so those were i mean things like that are like small little blips of stuff that i want to talk about but it's like we don't really have like full-on fleshed out segments that relate to them so that's why we decided since we haven't done this in a few episodes to go in depth on a couple different things you
0: tried i gave it a shot
1: I think you did. I think yours. I think yours was way more informative. I felt like mine. I was just talking. I just was just talking, which is fine. That's I hope information. Was, I know. I just hope. What was, do you mean? Yeah, but information is is easier to process if there's more of a dialogue ha- happening. You know what I mean? Like if kids, kids, kids talking to each other, and and figuring it out on their own, the the knowledge is retained more than you just talking at them. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Got
1: so if know. we're pinging and ponging, that is more entertaining than just me talking. But I hope it was interesting. Yeah. So um, we got into uh, I watched the documentary on uh, Bikram uh, Shandahari, the guy who created hot yoga, Bikram hot yoga, and,
0: and his his ta- fo- and
1: his foolishness. And
0: I talked about the occupation of Alcatraz.
1: Yes, by um, Native American group. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah. Shall we get into the episode?
0: Let's get into the episode.
1: I have a wild story for you.
0: Alright.
1: And it relates to yoga. So before I get into it, I just want to talk a little bit about yoga. Just very basic for anybody who's been under a rock with their ears plugged for the last 40 years who doesn't know anything about yoga. So yoga originated in India, first off. Alright. And... It is a Hindu philosophical tradition. So it's actually connected to Hinduism. Right. And it's supposed to support physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. So all of those things right. at the same time. So it's, you know, ideally you're supposed to be having that all in mind when you're doing yoga, basically. All right. The only class I ever, the only yoga class I ever took <laughs> was at a community college. And... They kind of touched on some of the spiritual sort of stuff, but um, mostly it was just a way to, you know, stretch and feel good, make your body feel good, you know. Yoga's cool. Right. Um, So it's been around for a really long time since, quote, before Christ, the 6th or 5th century, and it was introduced to, like, the Western world in, like, the 60s, 70s is when it was introduced, but kind of during that time, um, it was kind of seen as, like, a hippie Kind of new age thingy. It wasn't like something that the masses were doing Mm -hmm. until about like the eighties, and then it really blew up in the nineties as stuff that people were getting interested in in um, in America. So have you ever heard of hot yoga? Yeah. So hot yoga uh, is was original was known in the West as Bikram yoga, and hot yoga is ninety minutes. 26 postures at 105 degrees Fahrenheit with 40% humidity. Okay. So, um, and you're like moving through these different postures. If you've taken a yoga class before, you know that like there's certain different postures that you move through because that work in a certain way because it's like, that's the best way your body, um, works into each pose. You're not like willy nilly doing one pose and the other. They're supposed to kind of flow into each other. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Okay. So this guy, Bikram, uh, let me make sure I get his, his, his last name, Bikram Shau-shaudhury, Shau-shaudhury. Uh he was born in India in the 40s, and this is how he describes his upbringing. He said he won a whole bunch of yoga competitions when he was in, uh, like, 11, 12 years old. He said he was the youngest kid in, in India to win all these yoga competitions. And then um <laughs> he started uh weightlifting professionally and went to the Olympics in Tokyo. But he said that his trainer dropped when he was when they were practicing his trainer dropped a barb like one of the weights on his leg and shattered his leg. So then he went back to yoga and um he said that yoga like helped him heal or whatever. So he became this really famous yoga instructor and helped all these celebrities. He said he cured Richard Nixon of some ailment of some kind.
0: Whoa, wait, 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 Richard Nixon was the president? Yeah. I don't like this guy whoever. <laughs> <he>.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's your that's your first that's your first uh tip off that something might be off up with this guy is his connection with Richard Nixon. Yeah, man. It's good good in, good instincts. Good instincts, babe. Uh so, basically, he opens up all these yoga studios in the United States. He comes to the United States, opens up these yoga studios. And um, I'm not sure when exactly he started doing this. I think it was the 70s, but it really started blowing up later. And he would have, like, these gigantic rooms of, like, hundreds of people doing yoga. And there were some... um uh like, a 2020 interview with this guy, and they were calling his yoga Mick yoga, like McDonald's. And he didn't have a problem with that. He thought that was fine. Completely, mad, like, this mass-produced kind of yoga. Um, I'm getting all this information, by the way, from this documentary called Bikram that's on Netflix. And it has a ton of video clips, like, tons of interviews. Like, there's so much content that actually shows you examples of these things. But, um... Yeah, he's got these giant rooms with all these people doing yoga. And from what I could see of what was going on, there wasn't any talk of mental wellness, spirituality. It was all just kind of moving through the postures and pushing people to their limits, basically. Like a mass-produced yoga, essentially. Um, But he was really famous and everyone wanted to take his classes. So he'd have these big uh, teacher trainings, which were which were aimed at people who wanted to be yoga instructors. So like these were people who are were already pretty good at yoga, but in order to open up their own Bikram certified business, they had to go to these teacher trainings.
0: Right.
1: And these teacher trains were nine weeks long. Guess how much the tuition for one of these was? Just throw out a number.
0: Uh, twenty thousand dollars.
1: Pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. So tuition was seven thousand. That's without room and board, and you had to pay for room and board. So it's seven thousand. But then, and this is like the nineties, by the way. Um, and then, if you wanted a shared bedroom, um, thirty nine hundred. And if you wanted your own room, eight thousand. So that's on top of the seven thousand tuition. Now imagine this times hundred and twenty, like all year. So this guy makes a ton of fucking freaking money. So he's in these gigantic like big um rooms. All he's wearing cuz it's you know, it's hot yoga. So everyone's wearing like, you know, like uh, uh, sports bras, bikini bottoms. Guys are in shorts. All he has on is a black tiny black speedo and a Rolex. That's another red. Here's another red flag. <laughs> like the why? Why was the Rolex necessary, my guy?
0: Got a flex and class.
1: Like so, yeah, so there's all these, like, footage of him and his wife with all these opulent things, and she's got all these fancy cars. They kind of... They didn't really talk about his wife or his kids. They only did mention that, you know, there's there's clips of him on these TV shows in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, where he's with his wife, and he's, like, 40-something, and she's, like, 20. And so they just made some comment about her being really young, basically. But lots of... um Money being thrown around, and it makes sense if he's you know if that's how much tuition costs for all these different, for these classes, and this is what he's doing like every nine weeks or whatever. Right. Making a lot of money. Um.
0: He, uh, he's probably helping helping the world though.
1: Well, what makes you say that?
0: Yoga's not a bad. Because
1: he was, he was. Um... Yeah,
0: it's a practice.
1: Right. Right, and I think a lot of the people that took classes. Real, like, they found yoga. Like, that's how they discovered yoga. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what they talk about in the documentary, is these people were like, this one guy in general, who um, or this one Where guy.
0: Where is he from again?
1: India. He's Indian.
0: Well, that's what I've seen. What, so, what the recurring theme is with immigrants, Yeah, they come to the country, they come to this capitalist society, and they capitalize off of it and make money.
1: Right. The difference The difference is with that, though, is that yoga is based on spiritual, mental, emotional health. So it's one thing if you are a person who's an immigrant who comes somewhere and makes money as a doctor or makes money as a businessman. And he's a businessman, too, but he's, he's teaching this, this thing that's supposed to have these supposed to make you well-rounded not physically but also mentally and spiritually and he's not really addressing that so um these people were saying in the documentary that that when they would take other yoga classes they would learn these things and then they'd go to his classes and he'd lock them in the rooms he wouldn't let them go outside to pee and he'd just be um berating them like he called this one lady a black bitch he said get out of here you black bitch he would like he's he would call to, he would call people out and he would say you pink you in the pink and he would you know just say like uh sexist racist comments to everybody some people needed that to like push themselves there was one guy who he said he started the class and he was like 200 pounds overweight and he said i needed somebody to like tell me like hey stop sucking your stomach your jelly rolls are disgusting me he's like i needed that to motivate myself but that's not really like a that's like a toxic environment to be in, you know?
0: Right. <laughs> it sounds pretty... It sounds like uh, a mean Richard Simmons.
1: Right. And that's the thing is it's like these... these
0: so why do these people sign up for it to be abused?
1: Um, because this is how they would be able to open up their own businesses.
0: Oh, you, the teachers? The teachers would get yeah, abused? Yeah, so
1: this is, the, this is the teacher certification program.
0: Getting locked in a getting locked in a room. Yeah. So he. Is, so all
1: these teachers are then going out and teaching their own smaller like smaller classes. But this is his certification. This is in order to open up a Bikram studio, you have to be certified. In order to be certified, you have to take these classes. He's like he's like,
0: the telecom of,
1: uh, telecom?
0: he's like the Tilikum of uh. Tilikum. He's like the Tilikum of uh. Bikram yoga, Because
1: Tilikum the orca, if you don't remember from Blackfish, so you mean because Tilikum birthed all the birthed all or the other or the, or the, or the other yeah, orcas, Kind birth. of. It's a weird analogy, but yes, kind of. I'm right. Yeah, no, you're right. Get with it. You're right. Um. So here's where it gets spicy. Um, all these women at different points in different, uh, different uh, these trains at some point get called to come into his. His office.
0: All these women and all these hoes in oh. here. Somebody here gonna fuck. Or
1: his, like, house. And they start, can you massage me? Oh, sure, guru. Like, they, he's built this culture where he is seen as this this guru to them. And, and they're drinking the Kool-Aid. And so guru, he, invites, guru, 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 guru. he invites these women and it's like, okay, yeah, massage my legs. Oh, now massage my back. Okay, now massage my stomach. Lower, lower, massage my dick. And there's all these different accounts of women where one lady said she walked out, another lady said, you know, um, he tried to kiss me a bunch of times and I would push push away. And then and then one woman on the documentary says, oh yeah, he he raped me, like. But they were so, um, well, there's each one had different different thoughts going through their head, but they all their careers were all riding on him basically, like their yoga teaching careers so they didn't say anything
0: to pass he first to pass the baton you had to test the baton
1: <laughs> gross super gross but um Stick. yeah yeah so um eventually they did they did um take him to court a couple of these cases went to court but they um but they settled but people were coming out of the woodwork and a lot of people were sharing their stories, but didn't actually press charges or just talking about it. But here's how he really got in hot water. And I'm going to actually read this from this article, hot water, um, yoga. So, um, Mickey Jaffa Bowden served as head of legal and international affairs for him. So she worked for him and claimed she was abruptly and unlawfully terminated. According to the court documents filed in 2013, um, at the Superior Court of California, Los Angeles, during the two, and a, two years that Jaffa Bowden worked closely with Bikram, she claimed she was both the victim and witness to severe ongoing per- pervasive and offensive conduct toward women, homosexuals, African-Americans, and every other minority. Um, so she was awarded 924 hundred thousand in damages and also an additional $6.4 in punitive damages. So basically even though he um he settled out of court for all the women who accused him of rape and abuse this is the one that got him in, in the most hot water because this one wasn't didn't get settled and so she's saying she's wrong she was wrongfully terminated because she knew all this dirt on him basically and um so he was ordered to pay her all this money and he fled the country he uh he got a of kind of a he got a divorce from his wife, but that was only so that he could keep she could keep all of his stuff mm-hmm. without him having to give up his own stuff so he got a divorce and then put everything that he owned in her name okay so so yeah, so that was that's a that's a slick trick um so he's essentially a fugitive, but he's still in all these countries doing these teacher trainings in Spain, in Mexico. And at the very end of the documentary, they showed all these pictures of, like, the 2019 Bikram teacher yoga training or whatever. And people were saying, you know, like, it's a red flag if you see any studios that say Bikram yoga instead of hot yoga. Because that name is, like, now synonymous with, like, some fuckery. Also, um, he tried to... (laughs) He tried to um, copyright the sequence of postures that he did, oh. and um this guy from India came out of the woodwork work and was like, "He didn't create that that's from my um teacher and he pulled out this pamphlet that's like printed in black and white that's from like the fifties of the same postures that's from this other guy mm. and um I think the state of California ruled that you can't actually copyright
0: Yoga those posture.
1: postures anyways um also, they said that there's no evidence of him ever working with Nixon and that there was no such yoga competitions in India that he said he won when All he was right. like 12 years old. So who knows what? Sounds like he's just like a megalomaniac, like a narcissistic creep, basically.
0: All right, cool. I'm glad he didn't work with Nixon then.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know.
0: He did it for the money. Yeah. So I pretty much told. I mean,
1: you should still watch this documentary, Bikram, on Netflix. But that's pretty much all the stuff that went on in that documentary. It was pretty ill.
0: I I did not watch it for some reason.
1: No, you were. Um, I
0: was not there.
1: You where were you? But yeah, I was. Um, I was bored, and it looked really good. Although this was would be would would be a documentary I would want to watch with you. I just it looked too too juicy
0: um so she watched it without me see well
1: also but then this is good because you're getting the information from me first for the first time time instead of like you know this is all new information for you you know i yeah. can tell it i can tell it to you thanks okay yeah usually when you see people who like are this want to be this much in power like i know this is like small and compared to like politicians and stuff but there's usually something wrong with people if they're Get off on being kind of the setter for all these people and in charge. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're right. You're totally right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get off. I mean, I'm a teacher and I'm in control. I I feel like that's kind of a power trip.
0: That's the power in knowing what your power trip is.
1: Being aware of it.
0: Being aware of it. Yeah. At least you know. Some people don't even know.
1: You mean at least I know?
0: At least you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he knew. Yeah. He was using his powers for for evil, though. I mean, despite that. I mean, yoga in itself is a healthy practice. The things he was doing was very toxic.
0: Yeah, it was. Like the Jim Jones of yoga.
1: Jim Jones from Dipset?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) To do with the Kool-Aid.
1: Oh Jim Jones. How you go to that Jim Jones? <laughs> okay, let's let's The other
0: Jim Jones got snitched on by Takashi, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's move on. Moving on. We were sort of uh reminded to talk about this stuff because um we talked about Black Wall Street like a few episodes ago, remember?
0: Um, yeah, I do remember that.
1: And uh, I saw a bunch of people on Facebook, completely separate of our podcast, talking about how they had never heard of Black Wall Street before. And it was just funny. Because I, I think that show, there there's a show on, uh, I don't know if it's HBO or Showtime, called The Watchmen, that brought was talking about Black Wall Street. And like so many people were saying that they had never heard of it before. So this is another one of those historical things that maybe people don't know about.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've I, I known about it for a while, but... I don't know what a while is.
1: I—I anyway. I mean, at least a couple of years. Not—I should not have not known even, about this. Not even
0: a couple of years. Yeah. more than a couple of years. But anyway, um, it's about um, the native people of this country mm-hmm. that oc- occupied uh, Alcatraz, um, like in
1: 1969,
0: mm-hmm. to. 71 or something like that. So this
1: that. was three years.
0: Not like 19, 19 months.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so, so it was a little over a year. Okay, n- math is not mine.
0: 19 months. Um,
1: they ha- I occupied Alcatraz. Yeah. Which if you don't, I mean...
0: So, in... How it all came about... Um, they had a... It was a... Let's see. They had a... uh, A treaty. They had a treaty, and under this treaty, any abandoned um, federal land Mm -hmm. that wasn't being used could be occupied by Indians. So, they had this um, Indian center at the time that was burnt down. Mm -hmm. And... Alcatraz closed down in like 63. Mm-hmm. And so they started making like proposals to occupy Alcatraz like uh using like a spiritual center and mm-hmm.
1: So they were go- they were going like, through about this like the legal like they wanted to like yeah, make it into cause something. Yeah, because they were
0: using their their own their own policies against against the US. It's, right. It says right here that we could occupy this land.
1: And Was this a I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know this information, but was this a national treaty? This must have been a national treaty, right? Where yes. it's like any
0: any any uh any any, any Indian. But any any in any abandoned federal yes. or federal thing that's not being used. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Um so um Yeah, so they're going through this legal process. Um they organized a group, of uh, all-Indian tribe group.
1: So getting people from different tribes. Like, it wasn't yeah. just, like, one tribe that was doing it. They were getting leaders from And I tribes.
0: guess the, yeah. the, the the so-called leader, they call him the leader, is the guy Richard Oaks. hmm He was, like, the, you know, the leader of what all. So they eventually just jumped in, like, some of them jumped into the water and, like, Swam over alcatraz-hmm
1: It doesn't seem that far. I Damn. mean, the people who've been who've escaped Alcatraz, I think have swam yeah. <laughs> once when it used to be a prison.
0: What's wild about it is all the uh all the policies they used against uh the Native American people to um,
1: you mean to try to get them to not occupy alcatraz
0: they It was just like a bunch of policies like five hundred policies.
1: To try to, to, counteract to counteract...
0: all the stuff. The
1: treaty that they were trying to use?
0: Uh, they, uh... I mean, that time they had, uh... The boarding school one. And that one pretty much took the... The little, uh, like, Indian children away from their family. So they could teach them whatever they wanted to teach them. So they wanted, like, religious practices.
1: But to... what, do you, what do you mean? Like how This was that... in the 60s. Yeah, but how does that relate to... How does because it
0: was all in the same time period
1: Oh, okay yeah i mean that was i mean any
0: that and relocation
1: right right
0: but some of they got they got so relocation was getting indians off the reservation and sending oh. them to these cities like Oakland, gotcha. frisco and all that other stuff and then Through that, that's how they ended up... That's how these Indians people ended up in San Francisco. Yo. And then through that, they took, you know, the rings in their own hands and
1: looked looked
0: at the laws and...
1: So let me get this straight. So, like, (laughs) way back in the day, like, way back in the day, like, during missions and stuff they were doing the same thing with with native people they were putting them in missions and they were teaching them um christianity and they were they were punished for practicing their their religion and practicing. Yeah, their they
0: couldn't speak their tongue or anything. Right. Yeah.
1: So you're saying that in like the 60s or 70s, they were taking people out of reservations and putting them into cities and schools, like boarding schools, and kind of doing the same, same
0: thing. Same thing, and to yeah. to give so give them jobs and.
1: But they were trying to assimilate assimilate the, them, them right. into they, this culture, right? And not be on the reservation, okay. right? Instead of like maybe making the reservations like maybe giving the reservations more resources they just like to <laughs> no
0: nah, so so they wanted to take a piece of the federal land back so they decided to occupy Alcatraz right
1: right so this is all okay gotcha that's why that's why you brought that up because this is all happening around the same time same okay. time now did the did i make this up from what <laughs> from what we saw back in the day about this or this did what did it start or end around thanksgiving what was so the, they
0: actually had during Thanksgiving they had like 400 actual native people on the island that were living there. That were living there. Occupying. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got up to like 1500. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know the the government, you know, shut it down eventually.
1: Mhm.
0: By doing different things by shutting off the power and
1: so they're trying to flush them out flush
0: them out because wow. what i
1: remember we saw like i don't remember if it was a documentary or, or what it was about this a lot like a year a couple years ago or so and it definitely i wasn't
0: a year it was a long it was longer than longer a year than that too.
1: but yeah. they were saying like about how they were creating a pretty successful community there right so i guess maybe the powers that be thought that it was going too well <laughs> And so that's why they decided to shut, like, they were doing all these extra things, like shutting the power off to try to get them to leave. Basically. Yeah,
0: they didn't want them there. They didn't want them there at all. So, yeah, that was, a. Uh, like, people died.
1: Yeah, because wasn't there, like, didn't, wasn't there something, that, like, at the very end of their occupation that was, like, got violent? Because yeah, they were trying to stay, and they were, it was like... They brought in like the was it the like they brought people in to kind of remove them yeah. and people were resisting.
0: Yeah, they got removed.
1: Yeah, and it got violent. People died. Got, and yeah.
0: Stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much.
1: Damn. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so they they they, they occupied it for like a couple of years, and they were trying to make it into like what a. A casino or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Some weird something weird. Yeah. Now Alcatraz just sits there.
1: Yeah. Well, they do tours of it, I guess.
0: Yeah. That doesn't. So weird. Doesn't mean shit.
1: Yeah. Um. There's a lot about Native American. What this. What there's a lot about what this. There's a lot about what this land was before colonization that I don't know about. You know.
0: Yeah, because they destroyed all the history.
1: Well, and also, like, I just haven't done... I could do a better job at trying to find out about stuff. The
0: hidden history, hidden history. Like, for
1: my job, I got to, like, talk about California, native people of California and stuff, but it wasn't... It was very... It was more from a perspective of, like, California history and gold mining and a perspective of, like, um, biology and entomology and, like, this is what they use these plants for and this is what the blah, 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 and this is where the stories... You know, it wasn't Mm. as, like... Uh, deep. I guess. Um, I saw that Yara Shahidi, uh, who's an actress, that she's in you. She's in Blackish. She's the daughter in Blackish. Mm. Um, she posted a thread on Twitter asking for for people to send recommendations of books that kind of give more of a history of, like a more modern, modern, modern books that are written in modern times that are kind of about that stuff yeah. that are seeing it from all that from all these. Social justice perspectives And people were posting a lot of cool books That I want to look into Um, Also just to kind of tie into um, Thanksgiving And how we mistreat The land And the people that were here before us Native Native People and reservations have, like, less access to food. They have to drive farther to grocery stores. Like, they have... It's not only that... They
0: live in a food desert? It's
1: not only that we gave them a raw deal, but it's also, like, they continually are not in... And they
0: showed us how to grow the crops?
1: Shit. Wow. But there's a plate... Uh, an organization called um Natives, N-A-T-I-F-S, and that stands for the North American Traditional Indigenous Food Systems, and you can donate to that, and that can help... Um, you know, uh, give resources to these places, food and resources to these reservations and these different communities and things like that. I feel very disconnected. So I'm going to try to read some stuff because. That sucks, you know?
0: Yeah. So everybody have a, thanks- a, happy, <laughs> a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um,
1: I can't wait for Thanksgiving. Be, th- be thankful. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't be wait. Be thankful
0: we still have our, our rights. As people of color.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Somewhat of rights.
1: Well, speaking of... um, (laughs) How can I make this about me? Speaking of of rights and things, you know, um, this is connected to Trump, by the way. Trumpy. Um, Trumpito. So, like, a few... Like, I've been saving all the receipts of stuff I buy for my classroom, right? Yeah. And... You used to be able to get about $500 back in taxes, like get the money back yeah. um, when you do your taxes. But as of the last couple of years, or at least since Trump's been in president, it's not, you can't do that anymore. So all the money I've been spending for my classroom, is not any money that I could get back. But maybe if he's out of office at some point, hopefully in the next year, that'll change.
0: I don't know what's going to change if he's out of office.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know what's going to change.
1: What are you What are you most excited about for our Thanksgiving break?
0: What am I most excited about? Mm-hmm. Just to see people's faces that I haven't seen in a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably about it.
1: Yeah. I, yes, am excited about um, the food and seeing people.
0: I can care less about the food as the, the people. The food's like uh it's for the gathering to feed the people
1: I think I think of it as like a, a, it's
0: a conne- it's hand in hand it's hand. connected
1: yeah cause it's like man we've had some crazy I, it's funny to like thinking about like the first Thanksgiving I had with your family where I didn't know anybody and like how awkward I felt cause you were like running around talking and saying hi to everybody and I was kind of just like sitting there compared to like now where it's like our families are connected and I know everybody and I'm helping my dad figure out what everyone's names are and stuff it's pretty cute
0: yeah we got a big family
1: Yeah. There was one, uh, yeah, there was one Thanksgiving where me and your niece, like, made a whole bunch, we had to pull a whole bunch of, we had to put a whole bunch of stuff together because it was all these different things going on. Yeah, there's been some...
0: You and Ashley? mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That was both.
1: That was one year where people were getting sick and, yeah, I think that was the year that you were really sick and you had to, you, like, slept for, like, most of the Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, like, went into the back room and went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see everybody. Um, I'm excited to have a break from school. This is, like, we got two days, and then we're off. And then when we get back, two weeks of school, and then it's winter break. And then you're going to blink, and it's going to be 2020.
0: I'm going to blink several times. And it's going to be. And there will be 2020.
1: Yeah. Well, at least, at least a few times, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. At least a few times for sure.
0: Oh man.
1: So, um, I don't know if we're going to have an episode next week then. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Unless we can maybe pull an interview out of somebody. Yeah. That'd be weird. Don't get your hopes up about that, though.
0: You're probably going to be asking, "Can you can we be on the podcast?"
1: That would be kind of cool if we could do like a little uh a little unofficial non-traditional just everyone's like i just record people talking
0: <laughs> i don't know we'll see
1: yeah we will see but i mean hypothetically the next sunday next sunday is when we're going to be supposed to be driving back up here after thanksgiving break so
0: yeah so you guys have a good one um if you're a vegetarian eat greens yams
1: uh no beige plates make sure there's always something green on your plate no beige plates no beige plates
0: all right, no beige plates.
1: And try to not come empty-handed.
0: Yeah, definitely don't come empty-handed.
1: Those are some good rules, I feel like. No beige plates, don't come empty-handed. Oh.
0: Um, yeah. Show some love.
1: Yeah. So show some love to us, too. Conscious Hypocrite on things. uh, Give us a review on Apple. We haven't gotten one of those in, like, a month or so. But we have a few on there.
0: Yeah, but keep supporting the show. We appreciate it.
1: Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace out, you guys. Bye.